Six Nations. Two Kiwis. They want to send a message here with the scrum. Six at six on Radio Nova. And it is a try to the men in And yes, Brett Pope is here again. Six at six is the finals, the last one. And brought his own crowd with him. Listen to that. Jeez, Brent. Huh? They love oh, to be expected, Pat, to be expected. Yeah. They're probably cheering because it's uh, my last uh, night here, so they're cheering. <laughs> get him off. Get him off. Yeah, uh, yeah I'll tell you what, we'll just, we'll just get rid of them. We'll just <laughs> shut the door on them. Done. The last day, the final. The final. Here and what go. a fitting final. When I first come in here, yep. didn't I say we'd be in the situation? I said it. I said it here, Pat. I said a Grand Slam year. I was hoo-hard out of it. People scoffed me from day one, but no. We're here. We're looking down the eye of a third Grand Slam. You know what uh, hacks me off? I worked on TV for, what, 24, 25 years and got one Grand Slam. And then we lose the rights and... (laughs) Grand Slam. It's the law and it's known as Murphy's. Yes, it is. Pope's law. That's it. But look, I'm delighted. I'm delighted for the country. They've got something really to cheer about. Won the championship already. In fact, my father sent me headlines from New Zealand papers saying that, hold on, you know, what are we worried about England for? Ireland are the big threats, the All Blacks. So they made the papers in an off-season, which is a rarity in New Zealand rugby. Sure. You know, we've been watching the wrong team. It's Ireland that we should really worry about. Headlines in New Zealand papers. So well done, Ireland. The final six at six. And the last chance, Brent, to get Pat's panel going. I'll start yep. with, uh, start with um, Donica representing Connacht. And uh, we were talking earlier on about last week. Oh, God, did I call it? Well, it wasn't difficult. What? It wasn't that difficult. Well, you were didn't believe that the French would do a job over the English, did you? Oh, I didn't think that would happen, no. That, that was, was great. That was great. So, I think now all we have to do is believe in Johnny, because I reckon the... English penalty count is going to be quite high. Because they'll be too fired up, like, and kind of lose the plot. Yeah, but no, you can see it as well. Like, their discipline is all over them in the last two games. They are going to give away a penalty. My discipline wasn't too good in the last game either, Donica. I, I reached Very across good. reached across that bar a fair few times, I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> all right, listen, over and under. Have a good one. Over and under, thanks for ringing. Brent, what do you think? Yeah, I think, uh, look, I think they're working on the wrong parts of the game. I mean, we've heard all week that this English team has been put through military-style training. They're exhausted. They look heavy-leaded uh, in the legs, especially against France. Uh, do they have the capacity to kick back for one good game? Absolutely, but Joe Schmidt will know that. I think they're working on the wrong areas of the game. I think... Uh, where England have really suffered this year at the breakdown. Their ruck play hasn't been particularly good. Number of turnovers against Scotland, number of turnovers against France. But what he's done is, is gone through things like scrummaging against George. And then this week, he's been working with a referee to clear up the discipline. But I think it's at the breakdown is where the problems are. I also think it's... it's his selections are kind of really what's showing us a bit like France what's going on in the game in the UK you know guys like Ben Teo Haskell on the squad Rob Shaw I mean you can't tell me that they have Rob Shaw is a good player but he's a number six he's not a number seven he's not somebody that can compete and yet Ireland have Dan Levy Josh van der Flair uh, Geordie Murphy they have a number of players that could fill that role for England so I think the advantage in coaching is with Ireland the advantage of the players with Ireland if you had to pick a I'd call it an Irish and British Lions team now because there'd be more Irish in it then all that England have is really that bounce back factor for pride and also that they're playing at home in Twickenham and even then it's going to be a mixture of Irish supporters there from Cheltenham, whatever, to make that 
more of a home game than maybe the English would think. Yeah. There's really not a hell of a lot left to say, Dr. Dave. There's not, Pat, only that it's just been a, a joyous uh, championship. Outside of Ireland, there's been many other brilliant matches to enjoy, particularly Scotland and England. And now going to Twickenham, all you're hoping for is anything like a one-point win will be brilliant. Playing there is incredible. Well, it'd be nice to put manners on that cretin. I don't know what he... Jones. He, I, I can only imagine the RSU are, are raging with him. The only thing as well, though, the bigger annoying story of the week is this touch touch going to... Training camp in the middle of a tournament with our opponents, which is that's just got to be wrong. That's got to be wrong. That has to be. Wrong. Yeah. I hope. I hope one day that uh, in your scientific disciplines there at UCD, uh, yeah. I, I hope that one day you will find a cure for Eddie Jones. What do you think? Yeah, I, look, I don't think it's the first time that uh, t- uh, teens have brought. Um, an expert in to help them out. Obviously, you know, they're struggling with discipline problems, as I said before, so they've got a referee and a touch decision to help them out, clear, clarify those but, areas. But the same, the, the guy that's going to be actually playing the match or, or working working the match, I beg your pardon, that's, surely that's wrong. Look, there's, this, has been, look, this has been part of the game for ages. You've often heard of, you know, coaches approaching referees after games, before games, getting clarification on... Yeah, yeah, but this is different. They, um, actually, Alex has a bit more detail about this afterwards. I think he's got more of a pointer. I think there's more to the point is, okay, um, Jones has um, apologised for, for his oh, slur or whatever. he had to. <laughs> he's apologised, mate. He's apologised. Yeah, exactly. Uh, because he had to. But, yeah, uh, the thing about it is you never give the opposition team any fodder in a game like this. And they're quite right in that yeah. the English Rugby Union will be seeding. Why give a team that's coming to to win, why give them extra motivation? Because the hardest thing for, for Ireland in a sense was getting over to Twickenham and finding something to say, hold on, you know, let's get over this backlash. We're going to expect, they're going to expect a backlash from England. That's a given. Uh, England are playing for pride. But that just gives Joe Schmidt a little bit oh. of that extra ammunition to say, this is what the English think of us. They don't rate us. They don't respect us. You know, this is what their coach thinks of us. Bang. Suddenly you've got the players in your ear. Suddenly you've got your players revved up even more than they're going to be want to, want to go at it. So Absolutely. No. So, Eddie Big Jones. Big mistake, Eddie. This, this is for you, Eddie. Kiss me out. Exactly. Six Nations, two Kiwis. The Six at Six with Pat Courtney and Brent Pope. With thanks to the all-new Honda Civic Diesel. Exclusively on Radio Nova. I was watching the, uh, watching the match last week. In uh, the Wishing Well pub. And yeah, you, I know. Did well. you know? It's, it's, isn't yeah. that a great pub? Because I've forgotten how good it is. The staff are great. They're that classic kind of. They can make everything happen beautifully, but there's no running around and so. Sort of, no, oh, it's like, always a great. It uh, used oh. to be. Uh, used to be uh, my local there at one stage. It, uh, I'd always peer up there, and that's great. Oh, it's a cool pub. But yeah. one, one thing I noticed, and I'd never noticed it before, during the conversions, everyone everyone goes quiet in the pub. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's what I mean, as if they can't hear them. Like if you, it, that's the weirdest thing, that even if you're in a packed pub, everybody's quiet. And if somebody yelled out, the people would tell them to shut up. Shh, you know, like yeah. there's no commentary either. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> what, what does it matter? He's not, it's hardly he's got Johnny Six, it's hardly going to turn around and say, oh, who was, say, <laughs> who was saying that in the wishing well? You know, keep quiet. Wouldn't it's it be just funny one if he did? Those, that, would be, that would be good. <laughs> That'd it, be a good ad, actually. Yeah, <laughs> one of those ones where he actually was, uh, yeah. you know, when you were a kid, I used to think that. I used to think that people could see on the TV, so I'd always... I'd never go, okay. you know, I'd never be doing anything on the couch or anything, 
I was a young kid, I mean, not wearing your pyjamas or something. Or, oh, I you know, see. Sorry. Because I'd always yeah. think that the news reporter could see you. You're, you're, next, thing you're, next thing, you're headlines. <laughs> <laughs> I believe no, but I mean, I, you, you thought, I thought when the person read the news, I thought that he could see me if I was having a sandwich. Like, if he was doing anything in the house, that, you, that he'd be able to yeah. see even the TV. So I used to move away from the sort of direct line well, and be... I'm sure Johnny, you know, I'm sure Johnny appreciates that. Yeah, I'm sure know, Johnny yeah. appreciates it's it. It's really more than information than he needs before. Yeah, but, <laughs> the Bolshe Brit is on the phone. What's oh, your story? Oh, Lord. Well, I, I think we're going to win, isn't it, on uh, Saturday at the home of Rugby at Twickers. And uh, you scummy Irish are just going to come second on him. We're just going to rain on your Patrick's parade. Do you know what? You're a, second, you're a second-rate Australian. Do you know that? <laughs> you haven't got a prayer on uh, on Saturday. We're just going to tell you limb from limb. I don't think you have the, the capabilities of doing it, though, Simon. To be honest, like the way they're playing this year, like this is a team really... Like, look at the players they're playing, like Haskell and... Robshaw and these guys, there's got to be more creative players in the game than those guys in English club rugby, but I, I can't see how they can bounce back and beat on. They're just lulling. We're just lulling you into a final. Oh. <laughs> it's like you did last year. Those Enjoy. days are gone for English rugby. I think you could end up second to bloody last. Yeah, really. I think it's more like abusing us into a sense of absolute outrage and stuffy anyway. <laughs> oh, they've got to do something. They've got to pull some rabbit out of a bag and you better hope it's a big white one, a fluffy one, because it's not going to be enough. It'll be a big, white, fluffy one with a red rose on it. Oh, oh I can think of nothing worse. <laughs> It'll be rained on by a green parade of Cheltenham-loving supporters that have come down there. Yes. It'll be like Patrick's Day in Twickenham. Yes. You won't see a white jersey. The swinging chariots, the wheels will be off. Off you go. You know where you can put your chariot? We'll send you the x-rays. Good luck. <laughs> yes, and all good sportsmanship. We wish you the best of luck. Ish. Right, Pat's panel. And the Leinster member of Pat's panel is Alex, who occasionally has an ear to all the right doors. Any inside stories? Nothing really, apart from I just know that the lads are very confident speaking to a few of them. Um, look, I think the main thing that, you know, they played off to the media that they weren't thinking about a Grand Slam, but I know this group anyway. From day one, this is the one thing that was on their mind, so look, they're really raring to go, and they feel like they're, they're very confident going into this game. How's Eddie Jones? As if I didn't despise the man enough already. <laughs> He is absolutely mad and I think he's done a few things this week that are quite stupid. I think bringing in the referee into the training session, I'm not sure if you saw that, the, the assistant referee for the game on Saturday wrecked one of England's training sessions, which if you think about it is a bit mental. And then obviously that being leaked with what he said about the Irish and the Welsh, oh. look, he, he's one of the most, I'm sure there's nobody in Ireland that likes him. There's very few people in England that like him, I'd imagine. Yeah, well, I can't wait to see his reptile face after we win. I haven't really backed us that much recently, but I really do think we're going to go over there and win. I think the big thing is Gary Ringrose playing in the centre and Owen Farrell's moved out to 10, which means that Ben Teo and Jonathan Joseph are vulnerable and Gary Ringrose is a world, world-class player and he'll take them apart. There's Alex with his, with his final, on the final, from Pat's panel, the Leinster member. Wise words from Alex, I think. Wise words. Six Nations. Two Kiwis. They want to send a message here with the scrum. Six at six on Radio Nova. Well, you see, Ireland lived for years on this ability to deny England Grand Slams. Uh, It's now England's chance to do it to Ireland. I mean, that's how far Irish rugby has come because a few years ago, England went for about four successive Grand Slams. Wales beat them. Uh, Gibbs scored that. Scott Gibbs scored that great try. Then the following year, I think Scotland beat them. Then Ireland beat them. So they just couldn't get that Grand Slam. So that'll be England's motivation. And to be honest, this was the game that worried me most, like everybody, because it was England were ranked above Ireland. 
that's not the case now. But that was at the start of the season when what I thought both teams would be unbeaten coming to this juncture. And I thought that Ireland would go away and it would be very, very difficult to beat England in Twickenham. I think things have changed over the season. England aren't a team that if they're not firing confidently, they're not a team that actually reacts particularly well to that. You look at the world, last World Cup when Stuart Lancaster was let go afterwards. They lost to Wales. They're out of that World Cup. When the pressures come on sometimes, they're a confidence team. And, I mean, at the moment, they team look to be a team that's really struggling with confidence. So Ireland have to get stuck in. First 10 minutes is going to be crucial to the game. England have moved a few players around. I don't know necessarily that I agree with our lengths to call. I think Farrell back to 10, that is, be, that is his best position. It also opens up a guy like Tio, who's a big crash-bash player. But I think Joe Schmidt knows what's coming at them. You can read England's game plan a lot easier than you can read Ireland's game plan. All right. Brent. That's it. I'm going to miss this. I'm going to miss it, and it's been brilliant. So thanks very much for everybody that's listened in and enjoyed it. I know it's low-key, and we've played some good music, and we've had some good fun. That's important. So good luck to Ireland, and hopefully on Saturday night we'll be celebrating St. Paddy's Day with a grand slammer. Six Nations. Two Kiwis. They want to send a message here with this scrum. Six at six on Radio Nova. And it is a try to the men in 